At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash invention age. In a world of twisted facts, alternative narratives, corrupted corporations, and hacked feeds, how can we decipher the difference between truth and fiction? It's time to take back the truth. Read Robert Kiyosaki's Fake and learn the signs to recognize fake money, fake teachers, and fake assets. Determine what's real in a world where falsehoods are a weapon. Don't let fake advice destroy your financial future. Visit therealkiyosaki.com to read Fake by Robert Kiyosaki. That's therealkiyosaki.com. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki at the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And the reason this is an important show is because what's going on often doesn't make the news. So it's a very important, important show. And one of the reasons most people get wiped out when markets change or crash and all that is they stay stuck in the small picture. I hear so many people ask me, say, what do you think is going to happen to Apple? You know, what about the FANG stocks? What about this? What's happening with Tesla? People stay stuck in the small. And if you want to really know what's going on, you know, get your head out of you, you know what, and take a look at the bigger picture going on throughout the world. So as they say, when elephants fight, the little guy gets trampled. And what's happening right now, the little guys like you and me are getting trampled because we have no idea what's going on. So today our guest is Kevin Massingale. He is the founder of Meriglim, and he is a great friend with a dear friend of the Rich Dad Company, James Rickards. So we're gonna be finding out what's going on in the world and what you need to pay attention to besides the new Apple iPhone. Any comments, Kevin? <laughs> well, it's always good to look at the big picture and uh, our guest, Kevin, co-founder and CEO of Meriglim, um, he's gonna, you know, here's the thing I think, for so many people they go, oh, it's, this is so over my head. You know, the, the language and, the, and, they, and it seems so complicated when you talk about the economies and what's going on in the world big picture and I can't understand this and um, Kevin's gonna let you know that yes, you can understand it and how it's gonna affect you. And not only is Kevin part of Meriglem and, par and partners together with James Rickards, he's a US Army Airborne Ranger, 20 years, trained in Arabic and Russian. He's a graduate in MA and Masters of Arts in Near Eastern Studies from Princeton University. So this guy knows what he's talking about. He spent much of his life in the Middle East and he knows what's going on. So Kevin, welcome to the Rich Dad Radio Show. Oh, thank you, Robert. Kim, what a delightful uh, intro. You know, you know, the big news today is Trump and Putin and trade China. wars with China. And what I, what I think you understand is what's really going on behind of all that. Or as Jim Records says, in a three-player game, you don't want to be the odd man out. So right now, <laughs> so right now, Russia and China are linking up. That's why they have, you know, the gold-backed yuan. They're, they have a pipeline. They want to, Russia and China want to sell oil, and China will give them gold-backed yuan for their oil because China needs oil. And the U.S. Absolutely. is kind of the third man out. So what would you say is really going on? behind the scenes with Trump, Putin, and this guy, Xi. 
Yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. And, you know, it's interesting to me, when we think about these things, it's easy for us to picture these countries as unitary actors, right? They've got a shape that we recognize. They've got a you know, distinctive color on a map, right? So it's easy to see them as one entity. Um, but it's really important to think of them as swirling collections of interests that are constantly changing. And so when you hear the the, the, the Chinese want to do X, you gotta you gotta remember that that's a group of Chinese right now who happen to be on top that are for their own domestic reasons right to gain and maintain power. They're advancing that particular argument, right? You can see it clearly in the United States, but it's less obvious to us from a distance that Russia and China have the same thing. In the states, for example, what's the U.S. think about Russia? Well, I don't know. Ask the Republicans, then ask the Democrats, right? So you see this this huge tension inside the United States as the as the Democrats are using for a for you know a political whipping boy they're using Russia to you know as the sum of all fears to justify an electoral defeat and it binds the Trump administration's hands to execute a foreign policy that is perfectly logical from the outside, right? So, so of course so, the U.S. So, so what wants you were better sa- ties what, with Russia. So what you're saying is when the Democrats and Hillary lost because they were caught with their pants down doing some, let's say, less than above board activity, they immediately went to that Trump and Putin are in collusion to put exactly. Trump off guard, off balance. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pure projection. They weren't doing it because they thought that was the right thing for America vis-a-vis the world stage. It was purely a domestic consideration, right? How do we keep, you know, how do we recover the, the, the devastation to the Democratic Party and its loss of revenue and contributions? You know, how do we explain you know, how, we, how we've lost so horribly to somebody we had such contempt for? So you're, you're basically so saying, it, Kevin, that they, that they just made up this story, and which is, yes. which is causing more friction between U.S. and Russia— and Putin and Trump. Exactly. And my point is, just as we see it here in the United States, we should recognize the same things happening in Russia and the same things happening in China. So, so Xi looks like a really powerful guy from where we sit, right? He's got the power of Mao. His, his words have been elevated. The central Politburo gave him, you know, a term for life, basically. It looks all powerful, but it's not. And, and his power is completely tied to his economic performance, his ability to, to make this transition away from a, a, a rentier economy, an export economy, to a more consumer-based. And I think Trump is taking him apart at the seams. I think President Trump is just unhinging Xi's and the Communist Party's ability to maintain power. Why, why is that? Why is he doing it, or why do I think that? Why do you think that? I, so the reason I think that is that if you read what the Chinese strategists are saying now, and you read what the Chinese people are saying about President Trump and social media, it's really interesting. The people have a word for him, and I wish I could remember the word in Chinese. My son speaks Chinese, and he taught me the word, um, how they pronounce it. But, it, but it, in Chinese, it means revered authoritative grandfather. That's, That's how they what see they're Trump? calling Trump. These are the that's people the, of China. That's, that's the people of China. In their social media, they refer to him as revered grandfather Trump. <laughs> and yeah, how delightful is that? And, and because they see him taking on 
a communist government that they view as antagonistic to their interests and, you know, what they'd like to see in life. And then look at what the Chinese strategists are saying about him, that this is a genius. They are dealing with somebody at a level they have never faced before, ever. And, And they wake up and realize, oh, my God, he's just boxed us in. He just cut a deal with Europe. He just cut a deal with Mexico. Everything they thought they were doing with their trade negotiations has just been unhinged. And he's been three steps ahead of them every step of the way. This is Trump. This isn't just President Trump. You know, he's, you know, Trump has surrounded himself with some of the brightest guys, um, you know, Lighthouse, Wilbur Ross. These guys are geniuses. But, but and again, he's not doing it. I'm a libertarian. When I first heard trade wars, it makes my skin crawl, right? I think Smoot Hawley, this is going to be terrible. Trump knows all that. This is negotiating leverage. You're killing us on these trade deals. We want parity. Well, the way you get to parity is we'll beat the, the hell out of you with tariffs until you let us get back to parity. That's all this is. Right. Right. But so let, let me ask you this. So, you know, because most of our listeners, like I said, are not looking over the horizon. They, they just, just wonder how to use a new Apple iPhone. What does this mean to you and me as average little people, the little guys on the ground? What does this battle between Trump, Xi, Putin the Democrats and the Republicans. What does this all mean to you? So in, in my opinion, this is an indicator of where you're at in the cycle of things. And if, if uh, your listeners have had a chance to read uh, The Fourth Turning by Strauss and Howe, I, I highly recommend it. Um, but at this stage of the cycle, and it's just simply a, a 60 to 80 year period at the end of the last great war, right? These things always happen again. And it's because that previous generation that lived through that great war and got to that point of moral exhaustion, which is where all great wars end, right? People are just tired of all the death and destruction. This is what stops. But the next generation after that hasn't seen it. To them, it was a World War II is a memory to them, just like you know Kennedy's assassination is a, a historical footnote to me, or Reagan's presidency is a footnote to my children, right? And and so. At this point in the cycle, 60, 80 years later, the, that generation who emerged in the shadow of the last great war are now who's in charge. They don't have the visceral appreciation for the dangers of war. You've had 60 to 80 years of governments mismanaging their economies and going deeper and deeper into debt. And the French have a phrase for this. They call it logique de guerre, the, the logic of war. And all that means is eventually the elites decide we don't have a lot of options here. We've, we've got ourselves in so much debt, right? If we don't figure out how to fix this, we're going to get tarred and feathered. And in, in all politicians, all times and all cultures, they just want power. They just want to stay in power right. uh, you know, and have bad things happen after they leave, right? That, that's, that's all they care about. So, uh, but, and, but, and so your listeners should know that the danger for them is that we're going into that period where the world's governments – have have just destroyed their own economies. They've destroyed their own currencies. You know, we've got something like what three hundred and twenty-five percent debt to GDP, and GDP is just a fancy way of saying everything everybody in your country does and produces. Right? Oh, think about that. Even that phrase is outrageous. Government. You should actually say that government debt to the country's GDP. The two have nothing to do with each other. Right. If you were thinking about investing in my company, you asked me to see my financials, and I said, "Well, you know, here's my company's debt, but but 
you know, I live in, let's say we live in Houston, right? Here's the entire production of the city of Houston. You'd be like, okay, so what's, it, what's your debt got to do with Houston's productivity, right? And yet the gov- we let the government say this all the time, debt to GDP. And everybody nods thoughtfully like that means anything. The, the number you'd want to hear is what's the government's debt compared to its own income? It's revenue that it's taking in in taxes. That's the number that matters. Just like any business. Just like any household. Just like any, like any household, yeah. right? So this idea that it, even with that, they're comparing their cumulative debts are now over three, three times, 325% more than the cumulative production of their entire country's people, goods, businesses. So, so what that tells you, what that tells your investors is that this is a, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a, 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 it's a chain letter, right? And everybody knows mathematically how that ends. And this will be no different. This will just be on an epic scale. And so your, your, your listeners just need to recognize that these dollar bills, the paper, currency, is going to be a casualty. And to the extent that their assets are tied in value to that currency, they're going to suffer real loss. And, and, and so they want to get away from currency assets. They want to get away from what I think of as tertiary assets or third-level assets and get back to more primary assets. But you named some tertiary so assets? Yeah, so a tertiary asset, I've I, I, I never heard this phrase used before. I kind of created it, but here's the way I think of it. Tertiary or third-level assets are the kind of paper assets that emerge Whenever a society has sufficient surplus energy, you know, this kind of order of complexity always emerges. It's not bad. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not unhelpful. I think there were futures contracts in Babylonia, right? So, I mean, this is not, it's not bad or indifferent. It's just that when the currencies are wiped out, these are the things that suffer loss. The pension funds, the 401ks, the bank accounts, these are all tertiary level of wealth. They're, they're paper. Um, and, and so primary wealth are the things God gives us. Think oil in the ground, coal in the ground, fish in the sea, you know, cattle on a thousand hills. That's what God gives us. Secondary wealth is what you do with those assets, right? We turn oil into, into petroleum. We turn coal into power generation. We turn, you know, cattle into beef, right? So what your, what your investors just want to think about is that when this great reset occurs, Wealth is not destroyed. It's like energy. It doesn't go away. It, it just changes ownership. And the people who have real assets, whether that's real estate, hence real, right, whether that's you know, businesses, energy, agriculture, things that are real and tangible, precious metals, those things will be the beneficiary of this great transfer. And so your investors, your listeners, should start getting away from or as, as much as possible adding some protection to their portfolios, whether that's some, some rental homes, whether that's a multifamily exposure, maybe precious metals, energy leases, things that are real, right? And not just fantastically priced equities or fantastically priced bonds, quite frankly, that will all be terribly hit in in this reset and that reset that the symptoms of it are some of this turbulence you see globally as governments are jockeying for position so so think about the currency war that kicked off in 2010 by president obama 
the same things that he was reacting to, the same pressures he saw domestically on U.S. goods and services, is the exact same thing that's caused President Trump to kick the table over in what we're calling the trade wars, right? It's the same, he's, it's the same impulse. It's the same pressures. And in, in my opinion, these are the same impulses that historically typically end in a shooting war. Um, and and I don't, I'm not trying to be melodramatic. I'm just, this is the historical pattern, right? And it's, it's not because a bunch of bad people sit around and think, okay, you know, rub their hands, James Bond villain kind of thing. It's just the, the logique de guerre. It's this that time of the cycle where governments have blown up. They've mismanaged their economies so badly. They don't know what else to do. And they think, oh, maybe we just got to go pick a fight with somebody. <laughs> That's what I think, too. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Our, our guest today is Kevin Massingale. He is the founder of Mariglam. He's a partner with one of my favorite teachers is Jim Records. And so coming up, find out how a trade war can turn into a hot war. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. It pays to listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news again about money. Today's program is about what's really going on. What do you and I will, what will you and I never see in the news? And our guest today is Kevin Massingale. He's a former U.S. Special Forces Ranger. You know, I want to be an airborne ranger. I live a life of <laughs> dang hand danger. You know, the, the Marines, the Marines were jealous, but well, us we're better than you guys, as you know. <laughs> it was a bunch of bravado. But anyway, Kevin is uh, 20 years, and he's a specialist in Arabic and Russian language. He's a lieutenant colonel. He's a graduate of Princeton University, and he is a partner of a dear friend of the Rich Dad Company, James Records, and they're part of. Um, Meriglim and the project called Raven. They're actually building a machine that can predict the future of markets. Wouldn't you like to be part of that one? You know, what a great investment. But anyway, we're not talking about that today. We're talking about what happens when elephants fight and the great battle going on in the world today is the power struggle between the Russia, US, China. And Kim, you had a couple of questions on that. Yes, Kevin, so we talked earlier about how China views how China views the U.S. and how the people of China view it and how the, the 
leaders of China view it. What about Russia? How do the Russian people view the U.S. and how do the how does Putin see Trump? Uh, by the by the way, Kevin Kim is leaving for Russia on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my way there. Oh, fantastic! On my Good way for there. you. Yep. Uh, good for well, you can you you should do some man on the street stuff and come back and tell us. <laughs> okay, good idea. I love that. Hey, Kevin, you know the mistake I made. I didn't mm. do my market okay. research when I so I went from Moscow to the Ukraine just after Russia took over Crimea. Yeah, so wow. I, I I know what I, they think of Putin <laughs> and Ukraine. Yeah, they're not a, not a big fan. No. Um, you, so so I can't speak to the Russian people so much. I don't have the anecdotal evidence like I have with China. Okay. Um, I can tell you what, what President Putin thinks of Trump, and, and it's, it's really interesting. If you watch the body language, if you just go back and pull the film footage of every time they're together, there's, a, there's an, an almost awe. There's an admiration from, from Putin to Trump that's palpable. Which is the ironic, of course, because the Democrats' attack line is that it's the, the you know the power's inverted, right? That it's actually the reverse. Putin's pulling the strings somehow, right? right? right it's right. Just some nonsense. But if you watch the two of them physically interact, it's really interesting. Just turn the sound off and just watch them. It's really interesting. Um, so think about it. Think about the world from Putin's standpoint, right? You you've got a, a country with extraordinary natural resources that has horrible interior lines of communication because of the way the mountains work, because all the rivers run north and south, nothing runs east and west, right? You have one rail line connects you all the way to the far east. You have these open plains on your western borders that just invite invasion <laughs> from, the, from, the, from Europe. You have this massive Chinese population that desperately needs you know, Laban's Rome, you know, they, they, they're trying to expand out. They need resources. And you've got this thinly populated, vast tract of very wealthy land that you can't really defend the borders of. you got a declining population, and you got a GDP about the size of New York. <laughs> right? I mean, this, this is the life you, you know, these are the hands you've been dealt, right? These are the cards you've been dealt. He's got a massive, we think we've got an illegal immigration problem. You ought to look at how many Chinese have been moved by the Chinese government, by policy, quietly, into Russia's eastern Siberian provinces. Why, why is that? Right? Because they're going to take that land. <laughs> China is. Um, China is. They're sure. going to build their own army inside the country. Yeah, it's incredibly wealthy territory. And so they're just quietly, I mean, what do the, what do the Mexicans call it? Reconquista, right? When they, when they talk about the state-sponsored sponsorship of, of moving you know, people into the United States. Well, the Chinese are doing it to the Russians. And, and so, yes, are there trade links? You bet. Are there energy links? You bet. Each side has real value to provide the other. But, but never forget the danger each poses to the other, or in this case, China to Russia. That's a massive long border with a country that's growing and is huge and has a, a peer, you know, military peer capability, and demographically they're killing you. Right. So, so how do you 20, see, how do you 30, see it? 50 years. How do you see it playing out? So Russia, it needs an alliance with the United States as badly as we want the alliance with them. Okay. China is more of a danger to Russia than it is to us. Right. We have China on the ropes economically. This is a trade imbalance. You know, they talk about a trade war. It's not a trade war. We weren't fighting back. They slapped a bunch of tariffs on it, and we just put up with it. That's not a trade war. That's a you know, that's a that's an ass whooping. Well, again, we're just 
As yep, Jim yep. Merkin says, there's a three-player game. You don't want to be the odd man out. So Correct. that's we get. Let's get back to. So you think, you know, Putin and Trump. It's obvious they they respect each other. They probably like each other. And so when I think they do. When Hillary lost, they had to. They Democrats. I mean, inside our own country, these guys had to set up some kind of story that Putin and and Trump are in collusion and all that. And so I want to uh, get down to the dirt, you know, on the Clinton Foundation and what Obama did to weaponize our intelligence, because that's what most people don't know, because, you know, Clinton and Obama right. are as popular as ever, but they think they're right. squeaky. Right. They, they think they wear white robes. What do you know about Clinton and Obama? So everything I think you're hearing from the Democrats aimed at the Trump administration, I believe is a classic case of projection. Everything you hear them accuse Trump of doing, they actually did. Uh. And not just with foreign governments, where they, they apparently have worked extra-legally outside the confines of our intelligence arrangements with the Five Eyes, the, the Anglo-American alliance. Um, they worked extra-legally with intelligence forces in the United Kingdom and Australia, uh, to set up the Trump administration, and and they worked closely with the Russians to do this. So it's, it's like it's like Clinton. Others. So because Clinton back to lost, your Clinton Foundation, right? Right. Wait, wait, so look, so look because the Clintons lost and the Clinton Foundation disappeared all of a sudden because they didn't want to go to jail. That's why they 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 are, they're attempting to put Trump on the ropes and pound at him on things they were doing. Correct. So if you look at how many hundreds of millions of dollars went from Russian interests into the Clinton Foundation, particularly when she was the Secretary of State, right, it is blatantly obvious that the Clintons were the favorite candidate by the Russians. I mean, think about how few people in the United States thought Donald Trump had a shot, right? Jim Rickards and I said he's going to win, but I was hedging my bets telling Jim, I think they're going to steal it. I don't think... We, I, I knew he'd win the popular vote, but I thought they'd steal it. So there was a, just literally a tiny steal handful it. of Liter people. Literally L steal literally. it. Literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, vote fraud. Voter yeah. fraud. Yeah. Um, and so, so if we couldn't see it, and we're Americans in this first person looking at it every day, you're going to tell me that Putin saw this? No way. Putin's time and money was behind the Clinton administration. That's who everybody thought was going to win. And that's who he'd given hundreds of millions of dollars to already. So how can, let, me, let me ask you this. Bill okay. Clinton. Why, yep. why doesn't Trump, because I, I know Trump knows, why doesn't he just bring it out? So the Justice Department has assigned, now, now you've, the first thing you had to do was clean out the corruption that was left behind after the Obama administration, right? Well, so you've it, seen it, that. It, there's not enough time on earth Department to do Justice that. And FBI, well, you've seen a bunch of them go, right? At least 20 ridiculously high-ranking officials from the FBI director himself, uh, DOJ officials. All was that, of them. Was that Comey? Yeah, absolutely. And so think about Lois Lerner, the famous name, you know, from his weapon, from Obama weaponizing the IRS to yep. jam his political opponents in the or run up to the twenty. So what? Election. So well, your, your state? Let me look. Your this is your these are yours. Obama weaponized. Yes. Yeah. He what did he weaponize? Not just the IRS. He weaponized the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA. So right? they became he them all into a political arm. So of they the became Democratic his Party. Gestapo then. 
Yes, yes. With all the surveillance authority of the weight of the United States government thrown against his political opponents. And, and, so that's and, what Trump, now, and so that's what Trump had to clean out first. Yes. And, and so and that's, that's why and that's why we have that's Mueller on this case right now. So that's all part of the insurance policy. That's the last vestige echo of the Obama administration's attempt to, to, to destroy Trump. Right. And that thing will that thing will die with a whimper. Well, it was it'll it die was, when these it was it was at least. You see, they didn't think Trump was going to win. So he already so Correct. the Democrats already had in place their own Gestapo. It's called the FBI and this probably the CIA. Yeah, Department they never thought they she was going to lose. And so they, they they were just acting boldly. Look at the text messages they were sending on plain text devices. Right. That were that were literally openly discussing sedition, right, on plain text devices and on Google Mail accounts. That's our pe- They're not stupid people. So when they're acting like that, what that tells you is they thought of themselves as the apex predators, that nobody would ever be investigating them, right? So And now all of a sudden, <laughs> you got John Huber. He's got 470 FBI agents assigned to him by, by Jeff Sessions going into the Clinton Foundation, going into the weaponization of the FISA courts, the intelligence courts, and this will all come out. And I think it'll come out ahead of the midterm. You think so it'll come a, out before November? So you're, um, I do. And by the way, you know, Kim and I and um, Kevin, we're libertarians. We don't really take sides, not re- Republican or Democrat. But right now, if you're a betting man, who would you bet? Well, how will Trump do in midterm? So I think he's probably going to have an outcome that will be the first time in 80 years um, that, that he not only retains both houses, he may pick up seats in both. I think he picks up seats in the Senate, and I think he will hold – if he doesn't hold the Democrats to a, a minimal, he may take more seats. He's not going to lose either I house tell of you, government, I, in my opinion. I tell you what, I, the odds are against you on that one, man. Of course. So, you know, they were the those are the same people giving you odds that Hillary had a 98 percent chance of win. But you, right? but you guys so. also called Brexit was going to go the way it went. Right. We did. And we called the Trump election. So so in this case, you know, I don't run out and put your money down on my saying that I'm just telling you, looking at the numbers, looking at the demographics, looking at the voter enthusiasm, looking at the fact that the that, that president Trump has set this up. So one of the one of the main pillars of the Democratic voting machine is voter fraud, right? It's why they violently resist voter ID laws, right? Because it's it's tough to stop people voting off and voting early. Um, so what? And they use this incredibly racist argument that poor blacks don't have, you know, they're too incompetent to have IDs. I mean, it's just a racist, <laughs> racist oh my argument, gosh. right? Oh my gosh. It's, just, it's just the most silly argument. Um, but. What he's going to do is he's going to do an executive order announcing a threat from either the Chinese or the Russians. Actually, if he does it with the Russians, I think that would be a really nice thumb in the wait, eye wait, of the Democrats. So are you saying that Trump is going to start rolling out dirt pretty soon? Yes. Yeah. That's, but, oh, but, man, but, I, this is better than Jerry, Jerry Springer, <laughs> man. I tell you, this is exciting. Well, it's not just the dirt. So the other thing he's going to roll out are indictments. He's going to, All right. You're going to, you're going to see what's going to been be happening fun. behind the scenes. To me, it's the worst of dirty politics, as far as I can see. Oh, sure. Well, you're destroying oh, sure. people's character. So, yes, Kevin, Kevin, you know, I would love to have you back sure. in the future. I mean, I, I love going behind the scenes. So I just, want, I just want to say something I've always, you know, heard is, 
He who people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Right. And the other one right. is every sinner has a future, and every saint has a past. Okay, Kevin. Thank, thank you, you, Kevin. Thank you very much. We'll have you back. I I, I love Delightful. looking behind the scenes as well as the big picture. So we're we'll, we'll happy to have you back to, soon. Uh, to be with you both. And oh, so it's we, our honor. Thank you, Kevin. So we come back. Thank we're going to the most popular program, which is Ask Robert. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Log on to RichDadRadio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news about bad news about money. I want to thank uh, Kevin Massingale, you know, because he's about telling us what's really going on behind all the smokescreen and fake news and emotion and high tension and drama that gets us nowhere. So once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them for two reasons. One of them is if you listen to this program again, you'll learn even more because repetition is how we learn best. And the other reason is you can share this radio program with your friends, family, and business associate and discuss it. And I think this program, especially with Kevin Massacill, will be very lively because it's about what's going on, but also his predictions. His predictions have been pretty accurate. He and he and um, Jim Rickards, I mean, yeah. they predicted the Trump election, Trump be, being elected. They they, Brexit. they um, predicted Brexit, and now they're saying that the Republicans are going to pretty much win the Cream. November ele- elections. And, and, and he's predicting that these huge forces of people are going in after the Clinton and Obama Gestapo and KGB, those guys set up, and uh, the dirt's going to roll pretty soon. So watch it. It's going to be, at minimum, better than the Jerry Springer show, sports fans. If it wasn't so tragic, it would be funny. So once again, listen to it on, uh, listen to this podcast again at richdadradio.com and discuss with friends, family, and business associates. And, and Kevin Massengill has a, a newsletter called Massengill's, Massengill's Defense Technology Alert. Yeah, and once again, a he's a of information. Army Special Forces Airborne Ranger. And those guys were really, really good because I saw them fight in Vietnam. And... Also, he is a graduate of Princeton, and those, he knows what he's talking about. He's lived much of his life overseas in intelligence. So once again, you can submit your questions to Ask Robert at richdadradio.com. 
So, Melissa, what's the first question for Ask Robert? Our first question today, Robert, comes from Lucky in Johannesburg, South Lucky. Africa. Lucky. 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 I like Lucky. Yeah. That's your, your mom's what, Lucky my, name, My right? grandmother's maiden name was Lucky. Louise Lucky. <laughs> Louise Lucky, nice. yes. And I'm, I'm lucky because I got Kim Lucky. And I got... And I was, my middle name is Louise. I said, why didn't you put, why didn't you give my middle name as Lucky? Because <laughs> they gave that name to me because I got a Kim. <laughs> nice. Um, favorite, favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The question is, what are the next investment opportunities within the next five years for people in developing countries or emerging markets? Uh, once again, I don't like to give investment advice, but I'll just tell you what I would do. It doesn't mean that you should do it. The problem with emerging markets today, if you understand the whole monetary system, I have a new book coming out in April, it's called Fake. The United States pr prints fake money and gives it to emerging markets. That's how they make their money. So what happens is they give, they give the, let's say it happened in Argentina and stuff like this, they give them all this fake US dollars. And then the Argentinians cannot pay it back and their currency sinks. So they have to pay back the US loan in US dollars, not Argentina money. That's the name of the game, it is to bankrupt the emerging markets. So today you see bankruptcies running in Greece, you see it running in Argentina and Nicaragua. No. And more and more are going to occur. So the name of the game is bankrupt the emerging markets. So for those of you in South Africa, which I go there a lot because I love that country, love the Springboks, they just beat the All Blacks. But anyway, you guys have gotta be more aware because you have EWC, exp exp what, expropriation without compensation. The people are talking about taking the land of the white farmers as they did in Zimbabwe, and you know what happened to the Zimbabwe economy. So the people that did well in Zimbabwe were the people that had real currency, which is gold or US dollars. So if I was in an emerging market, I'd be shifting to US dollars, possibly the Swiss franc and gold and silver. Any comments, Kim? So Robert, we've been, we've been buying gold and silver for years and years and years. I mean, we started, I started, you started before me, but my first uh, silver purchase was in 1986. Right, and it was about $2 an ounce. Yeah, it was, it was a good deal then. <laughs> yeah, and today's but about we've always 15. been, yeah, and we've always, always had quite a bit of gold and silver and not a lot of cash. Yeah. Most of our cash is always invested or we hold gold and silver. Yeah, and for those of you who are brave enough to read my book, Fake, Fake Money, Fake Teachers, and Fake Assets, the uh, first, first gold coin I bought was a gold Krugerrand out of Hong Kong because in 1973 when I bought it, it was illegal for Americans to old gold. Check that out, sports fans. So anyway, we thank you all for your questions. You can submit your questions to Ask Robert at Rich Dad Radio. And thank you to Kevin Massingale. We'd like to have him back to find out more of what's going on. Thank you very much.